BBO. We're talking about something that I just cannot wrap my head around. Reparations bill. It's a controversial bill. H.R. 414. Giancarlo Canaparo is a senior legal fellow at the Edwin Meese um, Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. That's a lot. Hi, Giancarlo. Good morning. In other words, you're busy. <laughs> True enough. Yes, you're busy. All right. Love saying Giancarlo. It's one of my favorite things to say. All right. So reparations are just so over the top ridiculous that I cannot make them make sense in my head. This does not make sense. <laughs> no, and you know, you're on to something there. Look, the claim, right, is that these things, America owes uh, reparations to uh, the descendants of slaves, or well, in the, in Bowman's case, the bill that you that you mentioned to all black people. Uh, and there's a lot of problems with the bill, you know, besides the fact that it would break the bank, that it's illegal. Uh, it's also actually unjust, and I think that's where where the sort of confusion comes from. You can't make this just, and the problem is that you can't take money from people who have done nothing wrong to give it to people who can't prove that they've suffered any harm. Uh, and call that just. And that's the real problem with reparations. Yeah, that part. Because um, no one in the history of my family has even thought slavery was a good idea, has ever owned a slave, wasn't even in this country when slavery began. And yet, even even though I have black people in my family, we're supposed to worry about paying reparations to people who... We're never slaves. I, I don't understand it. I know they keep saying, well, I didn't get my 40 acres in a mule. And, and I'm like, neither did my family. So there's that. You, you know, and the longer that, that history passes from slavery, the more arbitrary this gets. So you think about, you know, America has an enormous and growing population of African immigrants uh, who never uh, experienced slavery in America. We have a lot of people uh, in America who are like President Barack Obama, who are both descendants of slaves and of slaveholders, uh, you get a lot of people for whom, you know, history, you, you'll never know whether they were, uh, whether their ancestors were enslaved or not. In fact, only 41% of African Americans in uh, this country think that their, uh, or say that their ancestors were enslaved. Uh, so what, you know, the root of problem and part of what makes reparations unjust is that they're entirely arbitrary. Uh, to to give reparations to black people is not to give reparations to people who are even descended of slaves. Uh, but then the real problem becomes, uh, what about, you know, the harm? The claim is that, uh, you know, when they were enslaved, when people were enslaved 180 years ago, uh, you know, that harm is still being felt by their descendants today. Uh, but you can't prove that claim. Uh, it runs you into a lot of real problems. So the claim is really that uh, there is a black-white racial disparity in uh, money, in earnings, and wealth, and it must be slavery's fault. Uh, but there's a lot of lot of evidence that it isn't. So, for instance, uh, throughout the 1900s, there was a wave of West African immigrants to America. Now, they were enslaved uh, in uh, the West Indies. Uh, they were black. They moved to black neighborhoods. They went to black schools here in America. Uh, but within one, two generations, they not only outperformed uh, native-born black uh, people, but also a lot of white people. And a similar thing goes with uh, African immigrants, Nigerians in particular. Uh, they come here, 
uh, and within the same generation that arise, they are outperforming white people. Uh, so clearly it's not some sort of lingering racism uh, that's causing some black people to be behind because some black people are doing great. And not only doing great, but doing great because all people have it within them to succeed. So That's exactly right. Us drawing this line of demarcation and and this imaginary barrier between people saying, you're smart enough to do this, you're not, you didn't get the opportunity, so here's something free. Um, my family did not grow up wealthy, but they all worked on farms and worked up as, you know, indentured servants back in Bohemia. Um, they didn't have anything handed to them either. They had to claw their way uphill just to get what they got. Some succeeded, some didn't. Some were drug addicts, some were lawyers. It just, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. That's exactly right. And the thing about America is that it's the one place where you've got the chance and everybody has the same chance. I wish everybody understood that. Why can't we get people to understand that? You know, that's, that's a question I'd love an answer to. I think, you know, in the case of, you know, Representative Jamal Bowman, who introduced this bill, and a lot of politicians who play racial politics, you know, there's a lot of power to be gained by, you know, creating uh, grievance groups and then telling them you're going to take care of them, right? Uh, and that's what a lot of divisive racial politics is about. I think it's about keeping power. Yes, I, I do. I think that's what it is, too. And they, they really desperately want to find niche groups so that they can get them to jump on their bandwagon, even though every other policy they have is hogwash. They want this to be the one thing that people latch on to so that they can get their vote. And I think it's a ridiculous grab at trying to get one part of the population to vote for you when the rest of what you stand for is probably ridiculous. Right. And, you know, think about the divisive aspect of this. We haven't talked about yet. But uh, if you want to, there is no sure way uh, to create civil unrest, strife, and uh, really to tear the fabric of America apart than by pitting groups against each other and by especially uh, creating racial grievance groups and pitting racial racial groups against each other. Yeah, and and we only have a minute left, but he says that this, this guy who's doing it is Jamal Bowman, Democrat in New York. He says he can do it without raising taxes any, on anyone, which is also bullcrap. <laughs> That's a load of crap. Well, yeah, you won't even believe the answer he gives or how he's going to pay for it. He says, we'll just print the money. Oh, so he clearly understands economy. Yeah, economics 101 for this guy. Stop printing money, for the love of God. All right, so you've got RFK Jr. saying we don't want any more paper money. Let's go back to gold, silver. And you've got Jamal Brown saying let's print some more fake money. Woo! Man, we are twisted in this country right now. Are you still there, Giancarlo? Uh, I'm I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, totally twisted in this country. So where do people go to learn more about what you wrote about at the Heritage Foundation about this nutbag in New York who wants to do reparations? Absolutely. So you can find me at the Heritage Foundation uh, under my own name, Giancarlo Canaparo, and I also run a podcast called SCOTUS 101. Yeah, please listen to it. Learn something about you can't just print money and nobody 
deserves reparations. Everybody work like everybody else to get what you have coming. Giancarlo Canaparo with the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.